What is up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Junk Drawer. We are here with Zach, myself. We are absent from Caleb again, which is no surprise, but... We have his replacement. Yeah, we have his replacement. (laughs) Say, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Say, I'm Christian. I correct them. That is my son, Christian. He decided to say hey to you guys, so just want to let him say that before he goes back in the living room with his mommy. (laughs) (laughs) So, that being said, we are still waiting to hear back from you guys about... Music, intro music, whatever. Um, or just topics in general. You yeah, know? anything. I mean, it doesn't matter. We just want to talk to you guys. So Yeah, we want it to be an open platform. Of course, that's what social media is. So I mean, if y'all have any topics you would want us to discuss with our two different opinions on things or same opinion on whatever topic you have, just send it to us. Except for politics and religion. We're yeah. going to stay away from anything <laughs> that revolves around hate. Yeah, <laughs> We just want to talk and have a good time. We're not into arguments or stuff like that. So, I mean... I mean, you want to have a small debate yeah. on... You know, that's what kind of what we're doing now. Yeah. So, we just want to keep it chill. We're not out to force our opinions on anybody or anything like that. We just want to talk and have fun. Exactly. So, but I mean, that being I mean said, after all, that being said, we're in a closet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention, I think we've tried to mention it on every podcast now. I don't know if we've missed one, but uh, we are doing this in a closet. Completely naked, the lights off. <laughs> Glow sticks optional. Yeah. I, mean, I got t- one taped right in there. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to one of my three legs. <laughs> But anyway, it's about politics and, yeah. <laughs> and religion. Yeah. <laughs> right out of the gate. Yeah, just go ahead and burn every bridge we can. <laughs> so about kind of kind of branching off the last episode, we talked about more of a deeper, realer kind of subject. <laughs> Making up words. Realer? Realer? Is realer a word? <laughs> Google it. All right, everybody listening. I mean, last Google episode, I said really... <laughs> filming a podcast. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. But a deeper subject. There you go. Realer. Um, so we're going to go <laughs> go back into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just ask the question, Adam, do you have anything you're anxious about? Like, do you get anxious a lot during, you know, just everyday life? Is there are certain things that just kind of worry you, stress you out a little bit? Not really. It's weird. Like, the times I do get nervous, it's odd. It's like really weird things. For instance, I, nothing makes me anxious. Like... Going to talk to my boss about something, bringing up days off or something that somebody doesn't like, that stuff doesn't bother me. I can yeah. care less. Like, if you get mad, whatever. You'll get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the odd thing is, it's one thing that makes me anxious and just kind of gives me butterflies still is when I'm doing a job and I'm either on my way to that job for the first time to meet a customer yeah, or going to get money from a customer after I've done a job. I do not know why. That whole transaction between two people, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. But it's only the first time. Ever once I meet them, and I kind of fill out their demeanor and how they're going to be and how their they, character. Yeah, if they like understand my sarcasm, you know what I mean. To see, kind of play the field and fill, yeah. fill them out as far as if I can joke with them or not. I don't know if it's that, like worrying if they're going to like judge me. As far as, you know, I have gauges and, you know, a beard and stuff like that. But not so much my appearance, more so is just like I can be kind of blunt, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, you know that, but. (laughs) Of course. um, But yeah, so that makes me nervous. I do not know why to this Hmm. day. Nothing else phases me, really. I cannot think of another thing that makes me nervous but that. I got you. I don't know. It's weird. I I can kind of understand that, but 
again, you can't really describe like why, like you know. Yeah, like, it's kind of odd. It's like it, or is it something about like them not agreeing afterwards or beforehand about the price? Well, I, I'm really open up front. Like, I mean, I mean, you know that as well. But when I give a quote, like, I will straight up tell you, look, I will do, I will do this job for this much money. And if they try to add stuff to it, I will tell you, you know what I mean. While I'm there, I will say, look, that was not part of the deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not getting, I'm not out to like screw nobody over with my prices, yeah. but I'm also not out to get ran over by people either. So yeah, I'm really up for, you know, up front about stuff like that. So that does, I don't know. It's it's really weird. And then like, if I am nervous. When I or when I do get nervous on the way, like if they have like a confrontation or say something that I don't like, it's like my gears completely change, and I'll go from was kind of nervous at first to I'm fixing to rip your head off, and we're <laughs> fixing you. to like roll down this yeah. hill. You know what I mean? Huh, it's kind of weird. I don't get it. I, I really don't understand why. Because any other time, getting mad at somebody, telling them they're wrong. Being straightforward about what I will and will not do it, you know, for that job or yeah. whatever, that that doesn't make me nervous a bit. People getting an attitude back with me doesn't make me nervous. <laughs> but on my way to either get payment or meet up with them for the first time, talk about everything makes me nervous. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I know. I'm weird. It's okay. I've accepted it. That's the first step. The second step is alcohol and drinking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for reading for my playbook now. <laughs> What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would elaborate a little there, but I mean, I was just going to ask the question of like what you know to get to know more of uh, the more deeper human sense of you, realer, the, re- the realer, the realer. <laughs> you sense. can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm just trying to be realer with you over here, bro. I, I mean, mean, I understand. I'm just, being... <laughs> I'm just trying to get deeper into it with you. <laughs> well, I think that first option's already done with. <laughs> I, I got mean, you. The main one that stuck out to me when I thought about the question was crowds. I get very anxious going in front of crowds of people doing whatever. Now, I've gotten a lot better at my current age of, I guess, maturity, learning more things, being more confident in myself. But Learning how to read, yeah, all that good stuff. Apparently not talk, though. You know, <laughs> really and shit. Um, but I think a lot of that comes from when I was younger. And I knew I needed contacts or glasses, but even when I knew, when I found out that I didn't see like everyone else did, I still hid it from my parents just because I, I was nervous about that for some reason. Right, I gotcha. But I used to play baseball, and you know, you're obviously in front of big crowds, but when you're so young and you can't see exactly, you know, 100% like clear, everything was a blur. Right. All I saw was just like outlines of people, faces just looking at me, and that kind of I guess sprung that on me. I gotcha. So you even I don't know. It's been here lately. It's gotten better. But even when I was like turned twenty, early, you know, like twenty nineteen, twenty one, all that, it was still very anxious just because of that whole muscle memory of. Even though I could see faces now, it just still freaked me the hell out. I gotcha. It's really interesting. Makes sense. As far as the whole being on stage thing, when I was younger, I played soccer. And that didn't make me nervous because I knew everybody on my team. So I kind of, I don't know, I've always just been able to kind of like just block everybody else out. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that case. But then at church, I got on the puppet team, drama team, and did that in front of the church. I mean, and there's still times now that right before I walk onto the stage, I'll just 
kind of get a little bit nervous for like a split second and then I just take a deep breath and I'm just like, well, you know what? Like I've been doing this for like 15 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I think I'm good now, but <laughs> actually more than that, almost, I probably say 18 years. I've been doing stuff like that for 18 years. So now, and then I was also in a band for four and a half, five years. Yeah. We played live shows and that was, that was nerve wracking at first because you're showing people your music and expecting them expecting to have a good reaction. Yeah. And you don't always get a great reaction. I mean, like, everybody claps, but you could tell the difference between clapping because we were there and clapping because they enjoyed it. Yeah. And then you can also tell the difference between clapping because you enjoyed it and an old man wanting to rip our faces off because he <laughs> thought we were worshiping Satan. Yeah. Um, two, you know, totally different things there. But that made me nervous at first. Like, the first probably three or four shows I got really nervous and then we started doing a few covers to kind of lighten the mood and not yeah. just play new songs and once we brought everybody in with some covers that they knew and we would throw in like cover original cover cover original you know yeah. we just kind of throw them in there or throw our originals in there and that helped out a lot and then the more we became comfortable playing other people's music the more we were comfortable playing our own because we had a I don't know what the word I'm looking for there would be but we just had like a a safety net as far as being in our own group. It was just us, you know what I mean, doing our set that we had practiced and practiced and practiced, and we knew frontwards and backwards our songs, other people's songs, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that just uh, that helped a lot as far as getting out there in front of people because, I mean, with the church drama team and stuff, we weren't in front of the biggest crowds ever. But with the band, the I mean, we probably at one time, at one show, we probably, I think there was... Almost 1,500 people there, which is a lot of people. Yeah. Now, given, I wouldn't say 100% of them had their attention, you know, on us, because we played a Relay for Life um, one time, and there was a lot of people there. And like I said, everybody, not everybody was paying attention, but I mean, we had, I'd probably, I'd probably say 80% of the people there were paying attention. That was nerve-wracking, you know what I mean? I that, bet it that was. many people, because that's, oh, yeah. you know, that's the <laughs> biggest crowd we'd ever played for, but it was cool, and I learned a lot, but... That doesn't even phase me now compared to going to meet somebody yeah. for work, which is dumb. It is what it is. Gotcha. <laughs> a lot more confident. That helped in my confidence for sure. Because, I mean, you're playing an instrument live. I mean, I've had drumsticks break, cymbals, stands collapse, you know what I mean? All in the middle of a show, which kept rolling. I mean, yeah. I, of course, with the whole stick breaking thing, you have extras everywhere so yeah. just, if you're in the right song at the right time you can switch without anybody noticing but and that kind of stuff i don't know you always think might happen but you just have to get over it at some point and then when you least expect it it's going to happen yeah it never fails i was playing i don't remember what church we we're playing at some church and my snare stand just completely fell on the floor snare and all and I was like in the middle. I mean, I was like in the middle of playing. It boom! Just and my snare rolled out of the stand off the riser I was on. I thought it busted the head. It didn't, but you know. So we clearly had to stop the song. We we kind of like finished it out and just kind of like faded out and me just kind of like hitting cymbals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody realized what happened and everybody started laughing. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Can one of y'all help me get this? <laughs> but. That kind of touches on an interesting topic as well, you know, self-confidence. Now, would you say you've always been pretty self-confident from a young age, or did you, like, were there some moments you could think back to your childhood, you were like, that's the moment that I could feel more confident, and then this is where I am at now, or has it just been 
from as far back as you remember, I've been you've been pretty self confident. I'd say as far back as I can remember, I've been fairly confident. Meaning, I always knew I could, you know, whatever I set my mind to, I could and would do, no matter what somebody told me. Yeah. Um, but it just got stronger with age and experience, I guess you could say, because, you know, now I'm very confident about everything. Now, that being said, if I don't know how to do something, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm not going to go out and try it and fail miserably because of my pride. You know what I'm saying? But I'd say I'd, I've always been fairly confident. Gotcha. As a general answer to your question. <laughs> what about you? Uh, no. There, but I can't, I can't date it back to like no, a certain I suck. point. I suck. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I've always been that shy kid, you know? Yeah. And I've, I mean, which you knew that. I mean, when you first <laughs> met me, I didn't say a fucking word to anyone that <laughs> right. I've met new. Um, but I don't know. It's gotten better, especially over the last couple of years. I feel you. There's not like a defining moment I can pin it back to, but I mean, now with my job, I'm going to people like strangers' houses and showing them a product. Right. And doesn't faze <laughs> me at all. That's like, good. walking in there just... Oh, hey, what's up? No clue who these <laughs> people are. And then just talk my, for like two hours. I like to feel like I had a, a part in that. You know what I mean? Like from the time we all took you under our wings <laughs> and just just grew you into this beautiful flower that you are now. <laughs> a beautiful flower. This beautiful, confident flower. I got you. It just makes me so proud. Nick. Makes me so proud. My baby's all grown up. <laughs> Nick's an interesting character, man. <clears throat> Nick, if you're listening, which I don't know, you could be, but I doubt it. But like maybe at the same time, you know, yeah. I don't know. Nick is very interesting, very. hilarious, very. He's funny, off the wall, hilarious. He knows his computer shit too. Yeah, yeah, he's very smart. But uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and tell the listeners what I told you before. <laughs> One of the very first things that I remember Nick telling me when we became friends uh, was, you know, man, you're the only guy friend that I have that I haven't seen their penis. <laughs> All right. Well, it's nice knowing you. <laughs> I was just like, what the shit? Well, what's sad about that is I've known Nick for like 19 years, so I was in that group of friends who he had seen. <laughs> yeah. Not by choice. Yeah. It's almost like he tried. And he'll back that up. I, th- I think he honestly tried. It's weird. I feel, I feel like at some point we need to bring him into the podcast and kind of defend himself. <laughs> nah, it's cool. <laughs> we'll do a video clip on our Twitter of him <laughs> introducing himself. And then in the caption, unbeknownst to him, we'll just be like, I like to look at my friend's penises. <laughs> uh, nah, Nick, Nick's cool. He's a good guy. He's crazy. That's the funny part about Nick. Big nose. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not now. Those of you listening who thinks, "Oh, they're talking about their friend," nah, I'm not saying anything right now that I wouldn't say right to him, (laughs) or we have said previously in the past. That's just how our group of fans are. Yep, he would do the same if we weren't here, and Mm -hmm. he had a podcast (laughs) at his house, though, not my house. That'd be weird. (laughs) (laughs) He comes over like once a week. Hey, man, come borrow your closet for like thirty minutes. (laughs) Just you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Wait, why you get the laptop? Nah, never mind. Get out of my closet. <laughs> Look, we don't have towels in there, right? You stay the hell away from my clothes. <laughs> you know what? No, nah, it's ninety. It's ninety-five percent my wife's clothes. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. So I guess the end of the story here would be: be confident in yourself. Don't let other people 
bully you into worrying about what other people are going to think, I guess is what I'm saying. So just be confident, be yourself, be you, do you, do your own thing. Don't be afraid of what other people are going to think because you're, you're, we're, we're all out here to live our own lives for ourselves. We're not living it for other people. I don't give a shit what Zach has to say <laughs> about my haircut that, like last week. I mean, you know, just rude comments like that and stuff like that. But whatever, you know, that's Zach's comment. I mean, that and no one has any fucking clue what they're doing. You know, we're all just trying to figure out our own ways anyway. Right. You know, if you did something I didn't like about your life, who gives you a shit? you get over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's your life, and yeah. vice versa, and that's for everyone that, you know, happens, you know? Exactly, exactly. Do your own thing. Yep. Tip your waitresses, all that good stuff. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. waiters. I haven't heard that line in a long time. I know. It's been probably, what, 70s? <laughs> it's an old one, but I like to beat a dead horse from time you. to time. So about airplane Fizzing. peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that's the end of the episode. You know, if you have any topic suggestions that you'd want us to cover, talk about, discuss, um, and, you know, just or interact with us on social media, you know where to find us. Again, it's Zach, Z-A-C-H-M-C-33. Adam Collier, 92. And that's for Instagram and Twitter yep. for both of us. Yep. Facebook is just Adam Collier. I don't really get on Facebook much anymore. It's- yeah. I feel you. Kind of a, I browse. I don't really post much. Yeah. Instagram's where I usually stay. I'm not huge on the Twittersphere, but I'm trying to trying to get on over there a little trying. more. Yeah. Trying. Trying. But uh, that's yeah, the end yeah. of the episode, guys. You know, tune in next week to see what we pull out of the drunk drawer.